Welcome to another edition of the Xamarin Podcast. I'm Pierce Bogan. I'm joined by Xamarin developer evangelist Mike James. Mike, how are your holidays? Oh, my holidays were fantastic. Uh, so I took, took a bit of time off, um, but not enough time off because I realized at the end of the year that I still had 18 days holiday to take. Um, and there weren't actually that many days left at the end of the year. But uh, I had some time off. I relaxed. Uh, I enjoyed mulled wine and seeing family and friends. Um, and I read an awful lot of documentation about uh, UWP and Azure and all things Microsoft. So, uh, yeah, no, it was really lovely. Uh, how about yourself, Is Because you, you had an action-packed uh, holidays, didn't you? Oh yeah, I had a, I definitely had an action-packed holiday. So I did all the regular holiday stuff of going back, seeing family, doing Christmas, all that stuff, celebrating the holidays. But after Christmas, the day after Christmas, we flew out. To, we were going to go on a family vacation out to Utah to go skiing. And so I get ready to go skiing. I'm really excited. We're connecting through Dallas. I'm flying from Birmingham, Alabama, to Dallas, Texas, onto Salt Lake. So I get to Dallas, uh, everything's cool, I'm excited to get there, start skiing, all that stuff. And all of a sudden, horrible weather. Tornadoes hit the Texas and specifically the Dallas area. And so, like it was an actual serious like front that came through. Like literally people died. So the air all the flights got canceled, the airport pretty much shut down, and I couldn't get to Salt Lake for like three days. Me being me and me being stubborn, I was like, I wanna be there tomorrow morning. There was really no way to do that coming out of Dallas because you couldn't get a flight for a few days. There was really no driving to Salt Lake because it would be about a 15 hour drive. Uh, we were already exhausted. So I got on my little app, searched for flights, and I actually found one in Austin. So I found the flight in Austin. It was at 5 a.m. Now my flight didn't get canceled until 11.30 p.m. the, the previous night. So I, I was traveling with my fiance and, and I was like, listen, we're gonna have to go for this, but we might get caught in some bad weather on the way there because the tornadoes are still moving through it's just that they've decided okay there's going to be no more fights because we've had tornadoes and there's going to be more coming but i just went for it we rented a rental car we drove the entire evening all throughout the morning got there at 4 a.m caught our flight got every search done uh, to me by the tsa that is possible tested me for explosives tested me for drugs tested me for everything they literally tore my shoe apart uh, testing for explosives so they tore your shoe apart they took the sole out of my brand new shoes that i had gotten for christmas because they wanted to put the little wand under there so it was an eventful travel season and then i finally get to utah and we do all the skiing stuff and and that's really fun but i really enjoy snowmobiling i think it's a lot of fun so we were out snowmobiling and we were we were done with our trip and so we were heading back and i was like jill we're actually heading back. I mean, if I do something that's against the rules, we're already heading back. What are they going to do as long as they don't break anything? Like, I'm in good shape. So we rev up a hill that we probably shouldn't have, and we get a little turned over, almost flip, and we actually drive down into a ditch. Uh, so, what? yeah, the snowmobile was stuck in a ditch, uh, and we had to get some help getting that out, so that was kind of embarrassing. Uh, but, yeah, so it was, it was an eventful holiday, to say the least. Wowza. Yeah, wowzers. That, that's that sounds quite extreme. Yes. Uh, so with the, with all the crazy stories, I guess it's time to get on to this week in Xamarin. A lot's happening. It's the new year, 2016. Hard to believe it's already here. And in back in November, we actually announced Xamarin 4, which is a major upgrade to the Xamarin platform. 
So if you have a New Year's resolution maybe to get started with mobile development, this is a great time to get started. Maybe you're a seasoned mobile developer. There's also something for you in uh, Xamarin 4. You can check out all the new additions to, for example, Xamarin Test Cloud, Xamarin Forms, maybe some of the more advanced stuff as well. So it's something for everyone. And we're actually having parties. I know we mentioned last time we were having parties in December to celebrate Xamarin 4. We're also continuing that into January. So this is a great time to get a head start on New Year's resolutions to learn mobile development. So there's parties all over the place. Parties in San Francisco, Raleigh, Tempe, up in Minnesota, Chicago, even internationally in Birmingham, UK, Barcelona, Cape Town, and even in Brazil in Belo Horizonte. Man, I'm terrible with, uh, with city names that are... <laughs> <laughs> well, the way the way uh, the way you say Birmingham is very interesting because obviously you say it how the Americans and you know you, you grew up in uh, Auburn, which is it's near Birmingham, Birmingham Alabama. Alabama. So near Birmingham, yeah, Alabama? it's it's about an hour away. But yeah. I actually grew up in Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham, Birmingham, Birmingham. yeah, Birmingham. Birmingham. I I alternate. Birmingham. It depends what I'm doing. So it's it's a Birmingham UK one being run by the user group up there. It is um, by Dave and and Co. That's correct. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I should, I should try and get up and see them. It's been a while. And I should also try and go to Barcelona, see some sunlight, which is something we're definitely lacking in the UK at the well, moment. Well, same with Boston. I would love to go visit the Barcelona user group. So, so this is a great <laughs> opportunity to check out all the latest features. Xamarin Forms 2.0, upgrades to Xamarin Test Cloud, general availability of Xamarin Insights. And so if you want to learn more, I recommend you go to one of these events. We also did a Xamarin 4 podcast, uh, which would be pretty cool to check out. So yeah, that's Saren Four Parties in January. If you're in the mood for 2016 to be the year that you learn mobile development and you, you maybe gone to a party or you miss a party and you're like, I want to learn more, but I want to do it face to face. I want to see people, I want to interact, I want to network. I'm a social being. We've got Evolve and most of you are going to already know what Evolve is, but I'm just going to cover it briefly for those who don't. Evolve is our developer conference that we hold. It tends to be about every 18 months. Um, and we cover everything you need to know to be a, an expert at Xamarin. And not only do we teach you with the training and then plus the conference, and the training is a great way to dive into mobile development, but not only do you get that, but you actually get hands-on with the experts of a particular technology. So let's say you've got an extremely obscure Xamarin Forms problem or question well, you can just ask for time, you know, cup of tea with Jason Smith. Why not? Sit down with him, pull out your laptop, go through the code, and Jason can do a code review for you there and then, find the problem, and you get access to all of the engineers. It could be something with insights that you want to talk to the insights engineers or test cloud or even the runtime. So you get access to, you know, a huge amount of uh, experienced uh, engineers in order to uh, solve any of your problems. So that that's also amazing um it's uh, we also have the darwin lounge which i absolutely love what do you think of the darwin, oh, the darwin lounge? lounge is amazing i describe it as a place to play with all the toys that you either can't afford or don't have the time to actually own yeah or you're not, or allowed, you're not to allowed to buy, to buy. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so i mean they have cool stuff like drones 3d printers there's all kinds of crazy stuff in there and uh, not only is there lots of cool toys but we also have a whole bunch of mini hacks so you can get started with a whole bunch of uh, specific things related to mobile development, which are pretty cool. Like last year, our, I guess in 2014, uh, in October at Evolve, 
at the last Evolve, we had a cool mini hack where you would actually use Google Cardboard and build a, a little VR thing um, that uses the Google Cardboard in Android. So that was a really cool mini hack. So there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff like that as well. In addition to all the cool stuff, like drones, 3D printers, and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really awesome. We had an Oculus Rift, didn't we, last year, which was uh, pretty fun. Um, it was my first time using an Oculus Rift, and fortunately I didn't fall over and embarrass myself, but uh, a couple of people did. Um, so it's worth chilling out in the Darwin Lounge just to see that, because it is quite, quite a, a thing to witness. But anyway, so uh, Evolve is happening on the between the 24th and 28th of April, so it's, you know, it's fastly approaching, so do get online and book your tickets. Um, one of the things I really like about Evolve is the social aspects of it. Um, as I said before, all the engineers from Xamarin are, are on hand to answer questions. And actually, a lot of the uh, a lot of the bits that I really like about Evolve is after the sessions and after you know the training, where you're all mingling. You go out for dinner because we have the events in the evening, and you know you're nibbling on on a sausage roll and you've got a beer in your hand and you're chatting to, to other like-minded individuals about .NET and uh, cross-platform development. Um, it, yeah, it's a, re it's a really great way to, uh, to meet some other people within the industry um, and just do, do a bit of networking and talk about what we love. Um, so it's one of my favorite times of the year. For sure. In today's podcast, we're gonna be talking about testing mobile apps. Every aspect of, of mobile development we talked about on the podcast, I think. We talked, we had a podcast about Xamarin Insights. We had a podcast about forms. We had a podcast about all kinds of different parts of the Xamarin platform. But we haven't really talked that much about testing. So Mike and I thought, what better way to kick off 2016 than to do a podcast on testing mobile apps? Testing mobile apps is, is difficult, right? There's a lot of challenges when it comes to testing mobile applications. There's just so many devices, locales, locations, device form factors, uh, different hardware within each device. It's, it's crazy the absolute number of com uh, combinations. Android in particular is notorious with their fragmentation issues. Um, but iOS is still not great. It's actually getting worse. Uh, the story, like three, year, three or four years ago, you could hard code all your UI values, you'd be good to go. Like you, you'd be rolling. You didn't need to use any sort of designer. You didn't mm. need to use auto layout. There was no reason to. Um, because there was only one uh, form factor and you could just hard code all the values. Well, now we have lots of different form factors. We have the iPod, the iPod mini, iPhone, all the different sizes of the iPhone, iPad, iPad mini, iPad Pro. And in addition to all these different form factors, on iOS, we actually now have features that are tied to both the operating system and the hardware. Now, generally, like it's, it's a new iOS 9 feature or it's, it's a device-specific feature. It's, not, it's, it's kind of unusual with an iOS for there to be things that are tied to both the operating system and the hardware. Uh, and with iOS 9 and the new iPhones, we actually got 3D Touch, which is specific to just a certain number of devices and iOS 9. So there's a lot of complexity when it comes to testing mobile apps. And most importantly, users have extremely high expectations. Uh, it's kind of funny looking at some of the reviews in the App Store for even really popular apps great apps that, that I personally use and would give five stars every time. Like you'll get a three star great app. Like that's, that's classic for the iOS app store. I know Mike, you've seen some stuff like that too. Yeah, for sure. As, as you mentioned, people have such high expectations of what we as developers should be shipping on the app store. You know, a 99p or a 99 cent app, <laughs> you know, they expect you to have yeah. literally, you know, solved world hunger with it. 
um, you know, if you've done anything less than that, we're, we're going to with, withhold that final last star. We'll give you four star until you fix that bug. Um, yeah, and when, when we talk about mobile testing, it's actually also very surprising just how few developers bother to test their apps in any way. Um, you know, I'll often ask an audience when I'm giving an insights or test cloud talk, can I get a show of hands for those of you who have unit tests? And some people put their hands up. I'm like, okay, can I have a show? Keep your hands up if you, those tests cover more than 90% of your, your code base. And a lot of hands come down. And you keep working down. And by the end of it, you discover that actually there's no one in the room that has got any, any quality tests that get any coverage of their app. Um, which kind of doesn't surprise me in the scheme of things because mobile software is quite new. And I think a lot of the engineering practices that we're used to when we look at you know how we develop desktop software uh, or server software, I don't think mobile developers have really embraced unit testing and those approaches and brought them in. But that is starting to change. The more the more people I speak to, the more I, I realize that there are there are very strong proponents of uh, pushing unit testing and then as well with test cloud as well with UI testing. So super important to test, even though a lot of people don't test. And I think that's kind of a failure on our part because we don't do a great job of saying, hey, end to end, this is how mobile development should be done to deliver the highest quality product. So today we wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about, okay, what exactly one should I be testing? We already talked about why it's important to test, which is kind of obvious, but I think needs to be reiterated. Why it's important to test, what are some common challenges? What should we be testing? And how do we actually go about accomplishing testing? So today we're gonna to go through some of the different approaches you can use to help test your way to a five-star quality app, which is what we like to say here at Xamarin. First things first, if you did desktop development or any sort of any other kind of development in the past, you've probably written unit tests, most likely. So you can continue to do that when you develop mobile applications. All of your business logic is subject can be subject to unit tests. That's stuff like view models if you're using MVVM. Uh, you can test to make sure that your database is working properly, interactions with RESTful services, all that sort of thing. All your business logic is open and susceptible to being able to have unit tests written for it, which is huge because I know a lot of time Logic, uh, our issues with my mobile application isn't always on the UI side of things, but often can actually lie in the actual logic that, that, that shows a particular UI. So testing business logic is a great way to ensure that our app is super high quality behind the scenes. So how do you actually go about testing application logic? Well, there's lots of good options when it comes to Xamarin, and I won't go through so much a lot on the unit testing standpoint. We'll talk a little bit more about testing our user interfaces in a second. Because I think unit testing is something there's, there's a lot of documentation about. People have written a ton of things in relation to testing. When it comes to testing on mobile, it's very similar to testing on desktop. That You have lots of good options. You can use something like NUnit, uh, which is a test runner that ships with Xamarin Studio. XUnit, or maybe if you're familiar with Visual Studio and you're, you're comfortable in that environment, you can use even MS tests to write your unit tests. So there's lots of good options available for writing unit tests to test your application logic. But I think that only represents one part of the, of the problem. With all these different combinations we talked about earlier, even if your application logic is rock solid, there can be issues on actual devices that you did not foresee that, that really, I mean, they technically have to do with your application logic, but it could be more of a UI issue. Uh, and so testing our UI is, is also super, super important. So Mike has done a lot of work with testing UIs. So he's gonna tell you a little bit more about how exactly to go about testing your user interface in your mobile applications. Yeah, so as you mentioned, you know, testing the code works, 
correctly. You know, we're all pretty pretty good at that. That's old hat. We've been doing that for ages. And if you're not doing that already, then you really need to reassess how, how you're developing your mobile apps or any application for that fact, um, be it a library that you're shipping on GitHub or NuGet, you know, you've got to write test for it. Um, but in terms of the UI, this is this is more new. Um, you know, when when I started at Xamarin, we, we didn't have test cloud. In terms of testing your UI, this is a new field. And it's, it's one that people are starting to realize the value of having an automated UI test. So the problem is, as Piers has alluded to, with Android, you've got so many different varieties of Android as an OS. And then when you bring into the into into the situation all the different uh, hardware and you know all these device manufacturers deciding that they're going to slightly tweak the OS in their own way and they're using slightly different parts here and there and they you know there's one particular android harbor manufacturer that has implemented the x and y coordinates on the screen as mirrored (laughs) that's horrible yeah and you know it, it doesn't cause you a problem if you're using you know their slightly tweaked version of android but with all the UI kits and everything from Android and all the widgets, but as soon as you you know just bring up an OpenGL view and start trying to render on that yourself, well you've got to flip it. So that, at that point you've got to work out: Am I on this horrible, horrible device? And I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but am I on a horrible device? Yes, I am. Right now I need to flip everything. Now if no one's ever told you that and you've never seen that device and you didn't know that the the engineers that implemented it were you know not having a great day, um, you wouldn't know to fix that problem. So this is why UI testing is really important because you can build a story of how Joe Bloggs or what was the American John Doe? So we say Joe Bloggs in the UK, you guys say John Doe. Yeah, we say John Doe. I had absolutely no idea what you were talking about. I was afraid you were going to go to me on this. What's it? What's his name? John Boggs? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Joe Bloggs. Joe Bloggs? Yeah I, yeah, I was afraid you were going to come to me on this, and I was going to have nothing. I had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah, so we've, we've got Joe Bloggs, so you've got John Doe. But let us it's just you know an imaginary user that is meant to be the average kind of person that would be using our application. Um, so we've got John Doe. Um, he's loaded up the application, and he's navigating through it. Um, we, we know that he's an average user. He's on an average device. Um, he spends an average amount of time. You know, He's a good person to, to map all our tests to. Well, we can reproduce every step that this guy uses within our application and create a UI test. And with that, we can then test across all the different varieties of devices that a user might use based on the processes in which uh, John uh, goes through the application. And what this, what this really means is that we can be guaranteed that you know, even if the manufacturer has implemented Android in a really strange way and they've inverted things and, you know, they've just broken it because they thought, why not? You know, we've got to be different. It wasn't invented here. Let's tweak something. Um, we, can, we can be sure by using some UI testing that our app is going to look and perform exactly how we expect it. Um, I think it's really key when we're talking about UI testing, we're not just talking about test cloud. I mean, test cloud is definitely... Uh, the biggest and best service provider for it if you don't want to have to go and buy the devices yourself. Uh, But you can still use things like the Xamarin Test Cloud Recorder uh, and and play them back in the simulator or on the device that you plug in. So if you you know that you're only going to be targeting a handful of devices, let's say you're building uh, an app for 
scanning in items in a warehouse, so you've got some rugged Android devices. Well, it's unlikely that we'll have those in Test Cloud. Naturally, we can go and get them for you if, if you want to use Test Cloud as a service. But the reality is you're probably just going to want to go and buy those devices yourself, create some automated UI tests with the test recorder or creating it in uh, with the REPL or just writing it purely in C Sharp. And then you can just rerun that. So every time you make a change, every time you, you know, make a commit where you think you might break might be tweaking the UI or might be breaking something. Plug in the rugged device, hit play in the test recorder, and it's just going to run your script and it's going to go through the application as John Doe or Joe Blogs would use the app. And you can find the issue straight away. And you're not sat there like an animal tapping away and trying to reproduce the same thing. So I used to I used to do the smoke tests at my my previous job, so at Faros. So this is for the architectural lighting controllers. So if anyone's seen the London Eye, um, the lights on that are controlled by these embedded controllers. And we would release software, uh, well, when I started it was about once a month, and by the time I finished, I think the last release took about six months to get out the door. Um, because we had the, the set of smoke tests where it, it, it showed every single step that I needed to take. And for every new build, and we were rebuilding a lot because I would find an issue in the smoke test and I would have to start from the top and just go through step by step. Right, now I need to do file new. Now I need to enter in test project 001. Enter, right, it's created the project. That's a pass. Moving on to the next bit, I need to select a lighting fixture and drag it onto the plan. And now I need to patch it. And it's endless and it is so mind-numbingly boring. And when you think I was only testing one piece of software on one operating system, if I had to reproduce that for the 17,000 different varieties of Android, I, well, I wouldn't. It's madness. It's complete madness. So automated UI testing is the only way that you can properly test a mobile application um, unless, unless you've got thousands and thousands of employees that are all happy to just sit there and bash buttons, which, you know, is, as I say, it's mind-numbingly dull. It's such a waste of human, you know, time and resources. Computers are much better at that kind of thing than we are. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned this a little bit earlier when you're adding a feature or something like that. Hey, you need to write a test. You're adding a feature. You want to verify that functionality works just like, as I'm going to say, John Doe would do when he interacts with your application. But I think it's also valuable after you've actually shipped your application to, to write the, continue to write these tests. Like, for example, maybe you're using Xamarin Insights or another exception reporting service. You find a bug. Well, you can get all the reproduction steps and you can do all that. And you just write a test that uses the exact same steps that the user used. You can get all that from Xamarin Insights. Write a test for that. Fix the bug. Verify that the bug has now gone from red to green. And now in the future, you'll be able to detect if that, future reg if that regression occurs again. I think we talk a lot about testing maybe TDD and all that. You're, you're talking about during development. But after you ship, you're also continuing to build your test suite uh, so that you can build a, a really, really solid application. So actually building these tests, how do you go about doing this, Mike? So I, I wish I could sit here and say that I wrote my UI test as I created my UI, because I think that's, I think that's what the test cloud team envisions that pe people would do. So as we engineers, you know, create our user interfaces, be it with forms or with storyboards or Android XML, whatever approach we've taken, at that point, we're, we're defining how we want the interface to look and behave, so we would then naturally write the test to do it. But the reality is, when I'm, when I'm writing the UI, 
I don't want to think about tests. I want to implement yep. the button and then I want to implement the text box and then I want to, I don't want to implement the button and then write a test to check the button and then implement. It's just, I just want yep. to be in the zone and focus. So the approach that I've always used is, is build an app and then go through and start writing the UI yep. test. And it, it might not be the best approach. And, and the reason I say it might not be the best approach is because if you're using the records to do this, it can be pretty time consuming. And once you finish the app, and this is a real danger, you finish coding the app and you're really excited. So you just you don't even think about testing. You're just like, I'm going to ship it. It probably works. It works, works on my machine. I'll ship it. And then you ship the app and you're guaranteed to go and get three or four stars, even if you've done well. Um, so what I've started doing, now that we've got the, the test recorder, and obviously I, I was fortunate to be able to have uh, early versions of it before we actually released it into the wild. Um, I, I've, I've moved to an approach now where just every now and again, I will go through, when it's a big commit or something, I will go through and I will fire up test. Uh, test recorder and i'll just start using the app with the test recorder running in the background and the test recorder is recording every single thing i do within the app so every button i press every text field that i select and then start typing text into and it's generating the c-sharp uh, ui test behind that which i can then export so i stop having to think about testing as just being another mundane process in, in the app building you know, life cycle, and it just becomes, you know, fire up this separate app and start using the app that I've built as Joe Blogs or John Doe would use it. And that's going to generate all the code. Now, the code that it generates, I do edit. And I want to say that because it, it, I don't want people to think that this is the holy grail of software and that we can just tap around and boom, we've got all of these amazing UI tests and they're ready to go. The, the reality is that it's a really good foundation for you to start building on top of and to to tweak and refine these tests to make them more robust um yeah so you know the process for me is create the ui get the app to a point where i'm happy with it um and you know if i'm going to merge it into master at that point i'll probably go ahead and start using ui test recorder in order to or xamarin test recorder in order to generate the ui test script yeah, and I mean, I know a lot of people haven't messed around with what, what's actually called Xamarin UI test, which is just a C-sharp unit testing acceptance framework for UIs, which is what the type of script that's actually generated is. I know a lot of people haven't messed around with that. And so the Xamarin test recorder is actually great for learning the APIs as well, because you can interact with your application and you can see, okay, this is exactly, when I click on this button, this is what the code will look like for that test, that particular step of the test. So it's also, even if you don't plan on using the Xamarin Test Recorder long-term, or maybe you want to do some more complex interactions with your application that maybe the Test Recorder can't accomplish, it's a great way to at least get started and get a solid foundation with testing. And you mentioned earlier how, how you actually perform testing when it comes to your applications as far as the UI is concerned. And I actually totally agree. If you're miserable writing tests and every single feature, you're very diligent. Add a feature, add a, add a screen, let's write some UI tests. And you're miserable doing that, then you're just going to stop writing tests. And at the end of the day, you're going to end up with a product that's, yeah. that's not tested as thoroughly as maybe something that maybe isn't exactly the best practice, but it's the best practice for you. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing. So you can also write UI test scripts with this thing called Calabash. Uh, if, you're, if, you're fancy, if you fancy Ruby, this is completely open source, supports iOS and Android. It's very similar to UI test. Xamarin test recorder won't produce a Calabash script, but you can use that. I believe it's a BDD test. Is that correct, uh, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's correct. 
Xamarin UI test, completely free, unlimited runs locally, either on a simulator or a device. So you can create different simulators. Maybe you're, maybe you're only releasing on a certain uh, range of devices. Well, you can just create emulators, for example, on Android that reflect the devices you're, you're trying to target and just run all the tests locally. You can certainly do that. That's completely free. Uh, but what if you wanted to test your app in the cloud on thousands of devices? How would you do that? Well, I'd use test cloud, you know. Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what? So I've already got the UI test script written. Um, I've either written it myself or I've used the, the test recorders to produce it. Um, and it's been simple and lovely. And I'm, you know, deploying to my device and I'm like, yeah, this works here. Ship it. And they say, no, we need to test it on more devices than just the one on your desk. Let's use something else. And you say, not a problem. If I'm using test recorder, which I will be because I'm, you know, I'm not cheating, but I'm taking the, the first step towards my testing success. There's a button that says export. And when you press it, it gives you the option of exporting to test cloud. So it becomes really simple to just take the test and it will, you know, deal with packaging and everything in your app and just send it straight off to test cloud in order to get it running on those devices. Um, I don't think many people actually test on all 2,000 plus devices at once. <laughs> that um, could be quite time consuming, considering yeah. it runs on an actual device. Yeah, although you, I think what the, the general thing that most people do when they're using Test Cloud is they'll have once a day a handful of devices, maybe 20, 30 devices that are their really key devices that they absolutely have to test on. And every single day they'll run their, effectively their smoke test but instead of being an animal like I was and literally sitting, and I would spend a week running those smoke tests minimum in order to get the basic coverage. And spend, instead of doing it as a human, the, com the computer does it, runs it on all of these phones in parallel, and boom, you get your report back at the end of the day saying what you've broken and what, what still works. And then at the end of you know, the weekend, when it's quiet and you, you can be pretty sure that you're not going to be committing a huge amount of code, uh, it's only going to be your most dedicated uh, employees committing at the weekend. Um, you can go ahead and run it on more devices. So, uh, you know, there's a couple of customers that run on a thousand plus devices at the weekend uh, in order to get that coverage. But it ties really nicely into the whole CI system. So this is something that I've been looking into um, with beer drinking is, is how to set up the CI because the Azure stuff I'm doing is all, you know, CI to the max. I commit to Git and boom, it's, it's running in Azure straight away. I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to build it on my machine or nothing. It's, it's wonderful. And uh, Xamarin Insights and the whole testing thing slots really nicely into app building. You know, you commit to Git, we'll start running uh, end units, and we'll, we'll check, have you broken any of that core code, be it in a possible class library or whatever? We'll check if that, is that still working? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Right, we're going to build the app, we're going to ship it off to Test Cloud, and we're going to run it on these 2,000 devices. And does it work? Dun, 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 dun. Probably not, because Android. <laughs> there's going to be some device on Android where it doesn't work. But you're going to get the results back almost instantly to be told, yeah, it doesn't work on this one device. And at that point, you can decide, do we care about this device? Possibly. And then you can make your decision on, you know, do we release the app with a known bug or do we fix a bug? Um, and I'd like to say that we always fix a bug, but, you know, this is a podcast for developers, so we know the truth. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And I think, like, there's a, there's a lot of things you can do to really minimize the number of devices. Because, I mean, well, like you said, testing on 2,000 devices, 
that actually might be more counterproductive because then you spend time worrying about things you shouldn't worry about, worrying about a device that has 1% market share and no one is really going to use that uses your application. So I think really nailing down the types of devices you want to test on is important. So I think there's a lot of ways you can, you can decide how to do that. A lot of it depends on your market or type of app. Say I'm only targeting certain countries. Maybe I'm only targeting, my app is only released in the US because it has, for some reason, maybe it's a delivery service and the delivery service only runs in the US. So naturally I'm only releasing it there. Well, maybe I should look and see what the most popular phones are for the operating systems I'm listing in in that particular country. So you can do a lot of stuff like that to really fine tune what type of devices you're testing on. And insights, if you plug in insights into your application, Insights is going to give you lots of information into what types of devices your users are actually running. So you get a nice dashboard of, okay, these are the operating systems, these are the versions, these are the devices that are using that are my users are using. And so you can actually hit, okay, let's test on 80% of the devices that our production users are using. And you're going to produce a very, very good experience for those 80% with not a lot of effort because you're not really having to go through and fix all these tiny bugs that maybe only affect one in 1,000 people. So that sort of thing. And it's really cool too, because you can actually go through and you can, when you upload your test to test cloud, if they, have, if they fail or even if they succeed, you can actually click through each step of the test and see, okay, this is what the UI looks at this point in the test. This is what it looks like at the failure, all this stuff. So there's a lot of really cool things you can do on that. Because it's running on an actual device, you'll see what it actually looks like to the users that are using your application. There's a lot of really, really cool stuff you can do when it comes to Xamarin Test Cloud. So each Xamarin subscriber is going to get 60 minutes free per month to try it out. Uh, that's enough to run smoke tests and that sort of thing on a certain number of devices if you'd like. And so if you have any questions on testing in general, the Developer Center, Xamarin Developer Center is a great place to, to look. We have lots of great documentation on everything from Xamarin UI test, Calabash, Xamarin Test Recorder, and Xamarin Test Cloud as well. So there's lots of stuff on testing, even non-UI testing. We have some stuff on uh, writing in-unit tests as well. So if you're a guy who likes to learn by, by going through the old tutorial like I am, Xamarin Developer Center is the way to go. If you have a Xamarin University subscription, there's also a testing track, which say you're brand new to testing, brand new to mobile testing. It's three or four classes and it'll get you up to speed on everything you need to do to test your applications properly. So be sure to follow at Pierce Bogan and at MikeCodes on MikeCodes.net on Twitter. Got to get that plug in there for the Twitter handle. And don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a review. Thanks for joining us on another edition of the Xamarin Podcast. I'm Pierce Bogan. And I'm Mike James. Thanks for listening.